0: to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Targa. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background, Our guest today is one Finley Martin, who was born and raised in Prince Edward Island, Canada, but has been based in the D.C. area since 1998. Finley enjoys every aspect of making music, from songwriting to performing live to engineering and production. He primarily plays bass and guitar, but uh, he's been known to add some other instruments like keys, drums, and field recordings when he's recording at home. In addition to his solo work, he's played with a number of area bands around DC since 1998. There's the post punk act known as Gist. There's the Chance that existed between 2008 and 2010, more of an art rock project. There's the Pop Punk project from 2014 to the present day known as Ragnapop. We also have Oppo, which is more, you know, kind of an indie rock flavor that's been uh, going on since 2014, and Groove Jet a Latin jazz, funk, R&B type of fusion project that's been in existence from 2015 to the present. These bands are representative of his broad musical tastes and interests, and if you've heard them one night, you would journey through angular versus melodic post-punk, artcore, horn-heavy funk, Latin jazz, uke-tinge, pop-punk, and indie rock. His solo work fuses these influences with Americana and folk stylings, often often drawing on Celtic storytelling and kitchen parties from his childhood. He creates very reflective songs, at times quiet, acoustic, melody-driven ballads, but equally often heavier, driving barn burners, making use of the loop pedal to develop multi-layered soundscapes. His songs explore issues that reflect life in the 21st century, such as social inequality, gun violence, climate degradation, and technological encroachment. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing the hip, that is the Tragically Hip, and their second studio album titled Road Apples, which was released all the way back on February 15th of 1991. It was recorded down in Barris, New Orleans for MCA Records, and it was their first album to reach number one in Canada. It's also been certified diamond in Canada as well. Incidentally earlier this year Road Apples uh, received some deluxe treatment celebrating its 30th anniversary. All the tracks have been completely mas- remastered, excuse me, by the great Ted Jensen at Sterling Sound in Nashville. So without further ado, Finley Martin, it is so great to have you on the program. Welcome to Cover to Cover. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, so today we are going to be delving deep into the tragically hip in their second record titled Road Apples. What um where did this begin for you? What, uh, what compelled you to choose this record from the hip?
1: Uh, I guess it was kind of simple. When you uh, approached me about being on the show, I started thinking about albums that influenced me. And then I was thinking about you know 1991 in general. It was like you know, everyone's been talking about Nevermind coming out by Nirvana and the, Nirvana, or, uh, the Metallica Black album. And then I just started kind of going reflecting on 1991 and what a crazy year was for music in general. Uh, and I started diving a little bit deeper. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I forgot. I was like, oh, Road Apples came out that year, too, which is probably, it's not your Blood Sugar Sex Magic that came out that year or your Nevermind or or any of those other albums. But it's, you know, an album that was a big influence on my life musically.
0: Totally. It's so funny that you mentioned Nirvana's Nevermind and Red Hot Chili Pepper's Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I was, I, I had the same kind of thought process when you brought up this record in 1991. Um, and I look to see exactly when this record was released in conjunction with some of these other records, and I just wonder how much Road Apples informed those records. They the, this record came out, I think, a couple of months um, beforehand. So it did, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> it's, it's just kind of a like a really cool coincidence, and mm-hmm. uh, just shows like the you know the great impact that the Tragically Hip has had on I don't know popular alternative music. Yeah, I'd
1: think so. I would think so, and it's like really nice that it it holds up well against those albums too. I think
0: absolutely. Um, can you tell our listeners for those uninformed of the Tragically Hip who who comprises the band? Who's the vocalist, lead singer? Um, has this been a consistent you know outfit in terms of personnel?
1: Yeah, they've actually stayed the same. I think the whole time. the The lead singer is Gord Downie. Um, who's an incredible singer, incredible writer, um, incredible performer. If you ever watch any of his like live performances, Uh, he's uh, very animated. Uh, And then you've got Paul Langlois and uh, Rob Baker on guitar, Gord Sinclair on bass and uh, Johnny Fay on drums. And they've been a consistent, that's been the core of the group the entire time.
0: Yes. I did the tragically hip. Did they start off as a project sometime in the, was it like the mid eighties? I like think so. Yeah. Time? Okay. Yeah. Can you describe for us, you know, just kind of, you know, when you first heard say of the tragically hip and when you first, uh, discovered road apples, were you, you know, kind of with them from the very beginning? What was your, what was your entree into, uh, just discovering, you know, the kind of creative output that the band was making at this point in time?
1: Well, uh, the band came, that album came out in high school, I'm trying to remember i don't remember a specific time when it was when it came out like a like a moment um it's just kind of one of those albums that kind of seeped into my consciousness i think i was kind of musically going through a change i was in i was a big like metalhead <laughs> uh early on and then you know it's like it's like that those um it's like a you know one of those vh1 behind the music and then nirvana came out and everything changed and it was kind of like that with the hip too it's like maybe a little differently because it was more of a um, seeping into my consciousness as opposed to never knowing I was like like instantly like kind of everywhere and it changed everything and then uh, I feel like almost Apple's probably on a, a bigger stage kind of almost got overshadowed by all that stuff so it was kind of like you know slowly turning into like it come like, kind of ending up in my mind <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, um this is kind of I guess an aside question more than anything else um, I'm thinking about the name road apples in general and uh it's a it's a term that goes back to the twentieth century, I believe, and uh, it's referring to fecal matter on the side of the road. Mm. This is this sort of I'm wondering if this is kind of very tongue in cheek
1: must be. <laughs> <laughs> i actually didn't actually know the origin of the name that's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> for me though it was always like just kind of like it was like a, a travel album i think with the the imagery and the cover and everything else it was like you know travel and adventure and like new things <laughs>
0: we're, we're talking with uh, f- uh musician finley martin here on cover to cover all things road apples all things the tragically hip uh this is uh the second offering uh from the band um finley did you discover you know the band as as, as a whole on your own um was there say a, a family member that you know said hey you really need to check this band out this record out um can you give us like perhaps a little anecdote as to how the tragically hip just became part of your, uh, just, you know, musical vocabulary, um, how it just became, you know, part of your record collection.
1: I think I would assume I probably first heard it at a party or something like that. Uh, I didn't have a large record, like a tape collection or anything at hard CD collection at home. So I think I probably originally heard it at a party and then then i think you just start hearing it more as it as the album grew and the band's reputation grew over the course of that year it just kind of got bigger and bigger you know and then i'm listening hearing it more and then i think i go out and buy the album and then i'm just listening to it all the time at that point it's probably like you know my senior year of high school and this is kind of like the launching point into college musically
0: just kind of an aside question here did you have an opportunity to see the tragically hip live you know whether it was in canada or when they you know perhaps traveled a little further south into
1: the u.s sadly i never got the chance to see them live uh, oh. which was like a great disappointment because i mean you I, you know you watch like the videos of their live performances and they're they're absolutely amazing and any of my friends that had seen them it was just like you know mind-blowing like they they come and they bring in they put on a, a big show
0: Friends, we're talking with Finley Martin here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about the Tragically Hips Road Apples. Um, Finley, I feel like this is a, you know, a, a great of time as anything to uh, talk about some of your absolute favorite tracks on Road Apples. Mm-hmm. How, how would you like to tackle the album? Would you like to pick out some of your absolute favorites or would you like to do as this program suggests, which is literally go front to back,
1: cover to cover? I could probably pick out some songs. Uh, okay, I like most of the songs on the album <laughs> in varying degrees. But I think, you know, uh, I always like Little Bones and uh, Twist My Arm with Cordelia and Three Pistols and Fiddler's Green, uh, which is like kind of the bulk of the album. <laughs> but those ones always kind of stood out to me.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Little Bones first. I, I picked up some kind of kind of Patty Smith vibes a little bit and maybe mm-hmm. – yeah, you know, like like some of like the early '90s, you know, sort of REM guitar tones that Peter Buck was uh, utilizing, mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit. But uh, but Little Bones, what um w- what stands out for you about this track? Are there certain lyrics, melody? What um what do you like so much about Little Bones?
1: I I mean, the, it's a great out, You know, it's a great song to start. Out. It's a great like guitar riff. Uh, also, um, the lyrics are just a uh, you know the lyrics are a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, and interesting because like they you know it's kind of hard to pin him down his, uh, lyrically sometimes uh, but he shoots a lot of like visual imagery at you uh, and that's what I always liked about like this song amongst you know all the others really
0: yeah th- there's a line in here the long days of Shockley are gone I, I had to do a little bit of internet research and Shockley was uh, uh, for lack of a better word controversial yes <laughs> Uh, sort of leaning towards the world of eugenics which is a Mm -hmm. controversial science in itself Mm -hmm. um you know a little uncomfortable
1: yeah yeah and i think (laughs) yeah it's like the long days of Shockley are gone and so is football kennedy style and it's you know there's you know kind of the famous last words taken all wrong end up on the very same pile you know it's a lot of this it you know that eugenic stuff is gone which is good yes (laughs) but you know this idea of like tag like you know flag football is also gone and it's like this all kind of ends up on kind of like the the trash heap of history for you know for better or worse for better i would like to think (laughs) absolutely
0: absolutely um They'd say, "Baby, eat this chicken slow. It's full of all them little bones." Baby, mm. eat this chicken slow. It's full of all them little bones. I, I thought I read somewhere that he was uh, like in the back of a cab or something like that, and it just like, I guess what he was you know doing in that particular moment, like eating a quick meal, just mm. felt like a good line at the time to add to you know bits and pieces of what he was working on that eventually yeah. in "Little Bones." Is that is that close to accurate?
1: I think that's what I had heard too, and what I had read. Uh, and also, I think I'd read that "Little Bones" was asking the name of a cat around the studio too.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I like thought with a lot of the, like his stuff, I think there's a, you know it's like a, a mixture of real and not real, so he can never quite tell.
0: <laughs> like you said, keeps it keeps things keeps you guessing. Yeah. As a listener, um, let's see. After "Little Bones," you mentioned "Twist My Arm." very kind of uh you know you mentioned blood sugar sex magic from the chili peppers a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. and rhythmically i you know there's you know especially yeah rhythmically that's uh that's what came to mind as well what um what do you like so much about twist my arm
1: again i think a lot of it's just the imagery um and the killer riffs. I mean, they wrote really good, like riffs. Uh, and from it was like a mixture of like great riffs and and you know, just really cool lyrics. I couldn't say I understand all the lyrics all the time, but there's like just kind of it's like down in, you know, in a lot of ways, or you know, it's dense visual imagery, and I you know, kind of throws throws a lot of that at you. So uh, I think that's what I always liked about. It this song actually most of the other ones really
0: there's a line in here you you just hit me where i live i guess it looked quite primitive that is just like that's so cool so provocative
1: yeah Um, the other one i always liked was sucked in by the victim world thirsty as a cultured pearl cold and wooed bit and chewed it won't hurt if you don't move (laughs) (laughs) amazing yeah (laughs) he's got great wordplay he really really does yeah
0: Fred Zardaki with Finley Martin here on Cover to Cover with Mad Talk about the Tragically Hip and their 1991 uh, record. It was their second uh, full-length studio album called Road Apples. What's next after Twist My Arm? I think Cordelia. Okay.
1: Um, Daughter of the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the tragic uh, heroine in uh, King Lear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Which is part of the reason why I like this song, too, because in my senior year of high school, I played Macduff <laughs> in in our high school uh, Think of Macbeth, and there's a line in there about screaming at Macbeth.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, treading the board, screaming out Macbeth, yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that, that song, I was just kind of stuck with it because of that. That's so
0: cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it, musically, does uh, does anything kind of stick out for you? Um, mel- just- melody, rhythm?
1: Blues, just nice, like really cool blues based kind of riffage without really like, you know, it's blues, but it's kind of built on that. Like, part of the continuum of, of blues, I would think.
0: What's uh, What's next after Cordelia?
1: Ah, uh, Three Pistols. Okay. Um, Which I always like too. again, it gets into like the Shakespearean kind of like imagery and stuff like that. And I think when you're in high school and you're reading all this stuff and it's kind of like. There's like pop references that can kind of keep you interested in actually reading what can, you know, I wasn't a huge Shakespeare fan in high <laughs> school. Um, but it's like you hear these references like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think the song title actually refers to Tropistole, which is a town in Quebec. Okay.
0: What's, so, the, what's the significance uh, for our listeners who come across this track? Who is um, Who is Tom Thompson? I don't know, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or um, what about uh, Remembrance Day? Is that is that a national holiday in Canada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. What time of year does that take place? That is November. So it's the same as Veterans Day. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really good to know. Now, I mean, now... This this band is obviously they are they are beloved they are native sons of Canada. Mm-hmm. When uh, when Gord Downey uh, tragically passed away a couple of years ago, he was, I mean, he was remembered if I remember correctly uh, by Justin Trudeau, mm-hmm. many many you know members of the musical community at large. You mm-hmm. know were heavily influenced by Gord and the group. Um, I mean, this is just, this is a highly influential group. They were, I'm pretty sure Trudeau said something along the lines of, you know, just, they were very prideful Mm. of, you know, of being Canadian. It was a very, it was very authentic. Yeah, is that, is that true? Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think they got kind of like the worldwide recognition. At least not down down in the U.S. the way they were in Canada. They were revered, and a lot of the imagery was like you know was Canadian imagery, and the references are you know Canadian references. Um, I, th- I read somewhere something that they they sounded too Canadian for them to ever make it big in the U.S., which I thought was like an interesting. I don't yeah. know how. I mean, they're not yeah. saying. Out boat, about boats boat in the boat or anything. <laughs> but, you know, I guess maybe it's kind of like the Kinks, um, who I, you know, I love, but, you know, they were never as big as the Stones or the Beatles, but I would arguably say they were better writers and um, much more quintessentially British, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. And they kind of retain yeah. that throughout their career. What is another standout track for
0: you on Road Apples?
1: Oh, uh, Fiddler's
0: Green. Right. A little bit more of a kind of a folkier acoustic.
1: Yeah, really sad song. Uh, Uh I think it was written uh, about Gord Downey's nephew who had died. He was died young as a as a child. So the whole song was is about that. Um, And it's just like kind of sad, sad and beautiful.
0: There was a line in here about um, somebody named Falstaff. Mm -hmm. This is, I I believe, another kind of Shakespearean reference to Is somebody named Sir John Falstaff who was, you know, considered fat, jolly, and debauched. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there, there. There are several kind of you know Shakespearean references throughout this. I mean, would you would you think of this as almost like a concept album? or just a, just a pure love of, of Shakespeare, you know, that kind of gets woven throughout so many of these songs?
1: I'd say it's more of a, like, the influence of Shakespeare on it, as opposed to, like, kind of a purely, like, conceptual album. Um, I think he weaves those, I mean, Shakespeare's brilliant, like, theater, and uh, the hip were, are, you know, kind of theater personified in a lot of ways. So I think it kind of plays into the, the strengths of that of the band.
0: Friends, we are talking with Finley Martin about all things Tragically Hip, all things uh, Road Apples. Um, Finley, I think I'd like to uh, wrap up our conversation with something about cover art here. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: as we both know, we live in the 21st century, still very much, you know, kind of, you know, just sort of like the, the proverbial Wild West, I guess. You know, there are so many different ways of releasing music nowadays. Um, but the one thing that is still very much ever present is some form of cover art. It could be Mm -hmm. a painting. It could be something a little bit more digital and feel, but um, it's always there. And it's always, you know, there to support any new music release. Mm -hmm. When you look at road apples, um, what kinds of images are conjured up in your mind? Do you think it's a good representation of what you're about to, you know, get as, you know, as a listener? I think Or Or
1: as a fan of the group. I think so. I mean, it's uh, to me. Whenever I saw the like, see the album cover, I think of travel. Like, it's just, it's like one, like one of those little Insta camera pictures, and it's just like there's a horse in the foreground, and then there's like all these like uh, campers in the background, and it's just like one of those pictures that you snap as you're stopped at the roadside and taking like just taking little like family photos and like little vignettes of pictures and stuff. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of the hip stuff is like vignettes of life, like kind of thing. So I think it fits in really well with with the with the concept of the album.
0: Finley Martin of Washington, DC of Prince Edward Island, Mm -hmm. Canada. Thank you so very much for being on the program today to talk all things road apples, all things uh, tragically hip. This has been really fun.
1: Oh, thank you very much. This has been a blast.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today for all of you listeners out there. Thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at cover cover conversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.